to the Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Tammy. And I'm Will. Hooray! It's the finale of Jessica Jones, guys. And now they got here so quickly. It's come so quick. It's so weird. Um, we were due to have a guest, Ian, but um, uh, I think he's having some internet issues, so he might be joining us later. Potential spoilers for later in this podcast. Podcast guest spoilers. Yeah, super secret guest spoilers. Um, so at the moment we have no guests. It's just it's just us three defenders, guys. Well, defend till the end. Defend till the end. <laughs> I was going to ask you guys because obviously um, when the podcast started, it was myself, Robin, uh, Matt, and Mel, and we each assigned us ourselves a defender. Um, uh, but obviously now they've gone, and you guys are the new defenders. I'm still Claire Devil. Uh, which defender would you like to be assigned, guys? You can pick well, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, or or Punisher, I guess. Why not? He's not a defender. Yeah. I guess the obvious choice would be Luke Cage. <laughs> <laughs> I could take over the Luke Cage role. You could rock that look. Yeah. And I'll be Jessica. <laughs> you fit the Luke Cage look better than Matt does, <laughs> Will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt. Sorry, Matt. Cool. We just need to find a, a new Iron Fist then, if anyone wants to volunteer. <laughs> Dan Stevens, are you listening? <laughs> so, a little bit of news this week, guys. A um, few things to go over. There has been a new clip from Luke Cage uh, Season 2 released, which is Luke showing off his powers. Um uh, AKA his, his muscles. Uh, I will post it on the page. It's not really spoilery. You guys can watch it, but I think you'll enjoy it. It's Mike Coulter and his muscles. I mean, it's great. Um, in other news, there have been some set photos um, that have been posted from the shooting of Captain Marvel, in which we see a young Nick Fury, and it's Samuel L. Jackson with hair and two eyes. Oh, that looks cool. Please let him talk in a little lantern. <laughs> Hi, I'm I'm Nick Fury from the 90s. I talk like I'm a small child because I'm 20 years younger. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> um, and one of the Jessica Jones directors, S.J. Clarkson, she also directed... Um, I think she did the first episode of Defenders when we were saying it was quite... There were some interesting shots, like the camera moved upside down and around. I don't know if you, you remember that, Tammy, when we covered it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so she's one of the directors, and Paramount have chosen her to be the director for the next Star Trek movie. Oh, wow. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know if this is the one written by Quentin Tarantino or not. I know there's been rumours. Or he was going to direct it, but I'm guessing he's not now. So congratulations, S.J. Clarkson. Um, and in the final bit of news, obviously Avengers Infinity War has come out. And we discussed it a bit before we were recording. I saw it last night, and Tammy and Will have not seen it. But Tammy, you're going to go and see it in a couple of hours. Yep. And you're very, very excited. Yes, ma'am. And Will, you have not seen it yet. Why not? Explain yourself. (laughs) My movie buddy, my Marvel movie buddy, is out of town this weekend. Oh. Yeah. Hopefully, he'll be back tomorrow. So hopefully, we'll see it tomorrow or Tuesday. Nice. Yeah, it's I very See, I much enjoyed because, it. <laughs> I waited because I'm loyal like that. Oh, 
I went with one of my Marvel movie buddies, that's hard to say, uh, yesterday, but the other one was uh, was sick, so she couldn't make it. So we're going to see it with her again this weekend coming up, because um, I want to see it again. Um, and I, not, I haven't spoiled anything for you guys, and I really enjoyed it. Um, there was lots of cool surprises in it I didn't see coming. There was stuff I did see coming. And it's got, as I said to you guys, one of my new favourite MCU villains. Because the villain, Thanos, is awesome. Like, so well done. Um, I can't wait to chat to you guys about him. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, enjoy enjoy the movie, everyone um, that's going to go and see it. So, this week we are doing the uh, finale of Jessica Jones Season 2. And the title of it is AKA Playland. Written by showrunner Melissa Rosenberg and directed by returning director Uta Brisewitz, and I still can't say your name, uh, Uta Brisewitz, I think. Waking up in unfamiliar surroundings, Jessica once again finds herself torn between two worlds and facing an impossible choice. Um, and I guess we'd split it. We'll do Jessica and Alyssa together because they have pretty much every scene together. Yeah. Yeah, until the end. Yep. Until the end. <laughs> Spoilers, <laughs> Tammy. Spoilers. Um, so, but first of all, I want to bring something up because um, we, Tammy and I, were, d- were talking about it with our our co-host on Calavici Fashion Cast, Brad, um, about it. Which Brad actually immediately after Brad guested on uh, on this podcast, messaged me once he'd watched the finale of Jessica Jones and said, "How the hell is Oscar not dead? Um, were you guys surprised by that?" <laughs> once yes once i seen him again i was like oh okay this is when he died yeah <laughs> particularly once he goes with jessica and like meets her at that diner and you're like exactly. oh yeah he's gonna get killed nope <laughs> possibly the final character we see on, on screen in this series yeah yeah kind of surprising so first time we see jessica she wakes up in the camper van to the noise of Alyssa taping her wound on her leg clothes with tape and they're in the middle of nowhere um Alyssa says that they are each other's cure uh, and they need to team up and Jessica's angry at this and then a car approaches offering help and Jessica plays it cool but Alyssa hides in the the van and then Jessica could run off then but she doesn't she gets back in the van yeah um I like that we see Alyssa still with like having to bandage herself up after that gunshot wound mm -hmm. because we do know that they heal faster than normal people but Mm -hmm. a gunshot wound you know that should be telling already that a gunshot wound really you know injures them yeah they do not have skin like luke cage (laughs) no they do not have skin like luke cage beautiful beautiful luke cage i like that beautiful 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 skin on uh ian are you there I'm here now. Yeah. Hello. Oh, I'm so sorry. I missed the beginning of the show. That's all right. We're only in the first scene, so no worries. It's all cool. We had to start because um, we've got to go through it quite quickly because Tammy's got to go and see the Avengers. Yep. Well, yeah, you've got to go and see it. Yep. <laughs> it's got to be done. Yeah. Uh, so uh, later on, they're driving. Or Alyssa's driving. Jessica considers grabbing the keys. Um, but Alyssa's like, well, you could, but, you know, I'm just going to get them back, so <laughs> no point. And Alyssa says, I want it, I wanted it to be hard, she wanted it to be hard for Jessica to leave her, which I thought was quite a, you know, scary but sweet line. <laughs> like, 
you know, it's kind of sweet, but then you're like, uh, that's... yeah, I, my note on that was that is one of the most abusive things I have heard. In uh, yeah, I think I think Alyssa wanted it to be sweet, maybe, but it's like, yeah, it's the kind of thing an uh, an abusive partner would say to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's there's times earlier on in other episodes where uh, you tr- well, I tried to give her a benefit out of uh, she. She's not meaning this in the way it's coming across, and then, but right now it's you. You've done this enough times to know that know what you're doing, mm-hmm. and you know you can't give her the benefit of the doubt anymore because yeah. she just keeps on doing the same thing. Yeah, and she killed a cop. Like Costa says later, like your your mum's done. You know, there's no going back from that. Yeah. Yeah, but my mom never killed anybody, but there were times where she could be a horrible person. <laughs> I kept giving her the benefit of the doubt, but eventually I had to just, you know, cut ties to an extent. Well, let's talk about my family history. <laughs> <laughs> tell us more, Will. Tell us more. I had a couple, I was with some friends last night, and we pretty much told each other all of our life stories. It was kind of emotional. Oh. <laughs> Will, tell me, sit on my couch, tell me about your mother. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, Jessica, you know, kind of has the chance to escape, but doesn't. I mean, she pretty much knows. I think Alyssa's just going to go after her again. And then they see the family in the car next to them singing. And, you know, we think, oh, we'll see you later, family. And I love being a family. (laughs) I'm so glad we're not in a car crash. (laughs) What a great road trip we're having. (laughs) And I like Alyssa's line as well. She says something like people will always resent or idolize people like her and Jessica who have gifts. I thought that was quite an interesting, an interesting line. Um, I guess it ties in as well with the the movies because, you know, since the movies you have more and more people being aware of the existence of superheroes and how you know how that might impact people you know like we said with um uh back alley doctors you know giving people superpowers because people are like idolizing superheroes now and just want to become them i like that kind of aspect of it i hope they sort of bring it into the movies as well well it's um the whole thing it's just a heightened version of celebrity yeah. uh, culture that's going on that goes on yeah exactly yeah um so Alyssa is still trying to convince Jessica to team up and then oh no that family that so enjoyed not being in car crashes they've been in a car crash <laughs> yep uh what do you guys think of this scene where Alyssa sort of helps save everyone it was pretty sweet. It kind of reminded me of Kilgrave last season. I know we were talking about that before, where he got a taste of being a good guy. Yeah. But I didn't think it would last. I think my... Oh, go on. Go on, Ian. No, no, it kind of... It's, although it's nice, it's kind of... Uh, let's just force this whole mirroring going on. Hey, it's... Look, she's almost losing her mother in a, fire, uh, in a car crash again. But mm-hmm. this time it's because her mother's going off to, you know, do something good for once. I thought Alyssa was pretty brave running into that fire, seeing as last time she was in a fire she got 
100 degree burns all over her body, you know. Yeah. Uh, so. I, I don't think I was surprised by it at all, though. Like, like even if they didn't have that hero talk beforehand, mm-hmm. like it would make it made sense to me that when she's with Jessica, I'm even when she saved Vito from mm-hmm. his mom taking him. It's not like she was thinking she was going to be a hero at that time. She just wanted to help because Jessica was helping. Yeah. And so when Jessica jumps out of the car to help in this episode, even if they didn't talk about her becoming a hero, like it would make sense to me that Alyssa would jump out as well to go and try and help. Yeah. I like as well that we get um, the long tradition of when people do heroic things in these shows, they put a hoodie on. They pull their hood up because every single one of the characters has done this now and Alyssa does it as well. I, I feel like it's a bit of a trope now in these shows. It's like, oh, hoodie's on, going to do something heroic. Um, yeah, in uh, the Marvel in the, well, Marvel TV universe, it's the equivalent of the Superman chest uh, shirt rip. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, so they managed to save all of them. Uh and Jessica for a moment thinks that obviously Alyssa is, is dead and then she finds Alyssa protecting the man nearby and Jessica hugs Alyssa and cries. And I, I kind of thought that was sweet. You know it's not going to end well, but it's, you know, she just, she wants her mum, you know? Yeah, watching Jessica be so torn about her mom, just like, it's so sad. Yeah. So sad. Yeah. What's actually um, also said, uh, I don't even think, Jessica thought about it. Oh, sorry, that's um, my um, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa wants to review the episode. <laughs> but I would say, you know, um, even if uh, they had managed to escape and decided to do um, this, the hero thing, after a little while, um, the whole novelty would wear off um, for Alyssa and you know even the whole thing of Jessica being there uh, mm-hmm. would probably wear off and you know she's just back to her old self again I think well you would never know if she's gonna snap you know yeah it's not like she's she can be reliable so it's yeah it's not gonna it's not gonna work it's like Kilgrave it, it wouldn't work he's uh Alyssa's just un, unreliable, you know. She's going to snap at some point, and it's not necessarily her fault, but it's, it's just the way it is. Um, when they're driving away, Jessica, this is when she says that we need to get to the border, and Alyssa's excited that now she's saying we, that uh, Jessica's on board. Well, you guys there? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. we went really quiet then. I was like, oh, has everyone gone? What's going on? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I know we're not talking about Trish yet, but it's interesting to watch this episode to see Trish and her mom's dynamic with what Jessica's going through with her mom and the, the way the two are kind of reacting to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, Jessica's on board, but I think it's just because she doesn't want to lose a person in her life again. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's her mom. She doesn't want to lose her mom again, even though I think she knows... Yeah, it's, you know she's got to. Yeah, yeah. This is where Alyssa gets really excited. I don't want to steal anybody's quote. <laughs> <laughs> no, go for it. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> she's like, woohoo! 
Oh yeah. I can't remember what she says. She says yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so Jessica makes a phone call and in the diner she meets Oscar and everyone's like, Oh, so yeah, so uh, Alyssa's gonna throw a car through the, the window and kill Oscar, right? Oh no. Uh, it, it's kind of how did they kind of catch up with them? <laughs> I think she's because this is when she's parked down at the uh, water isn't it so I think she's just parked there for a few hours and well Oscar's like I don't know caught up with them I guess I don't know mm. um, so Jessica needs papers for both of them and Oscar's like what like he can't believe that she's gonna leave with Alyssa and he says because because Jessica has him and Vito, and it's like, aww. And Tabby's like, you're going to die, Oscar, you're going to die. <laughs> She's in the bushes with a gun on you right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> Oscar's like, I love being part of a family with Vito and you, Je- Jessica. <laughs> I love being alive. <laughs> yeah, my note at that point was, there's Oscar, set up and ready to die. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jessica notices the cops nearby. And they've obviously worked out that her and Oscar are have a connection due to the painting um, that he did of her. And they're waiting for Jessica to lead, uh, uh, lead them to Alyssa. So Jessica kisses Oscar and tells him to get down. And then she throws a table at <laughs> the cops. I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's just, um, what's the detective's name at the, uh... Costa. Uh, who's, yeah, essentially, even though he, uh, at the end, he's kind of trying to stop anyone arresting, uh, Jessica. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, in this whole thing, she's still got to kind of answer for, he can't kind of cover for this. Mm-hmm. Well, it could be self-defense, she's running from the cops, I don't know. I don't know how she gets away with no charges whatsoever. I know, I know. It's kind of one of those things. Maybe Costa feels bad. He feels like, he thinks that Jessica's just killed her mum, you know, so he's, I don't know, he kind of oh, yeah. is like, eh, we'll just waive the charges. Yeah, yeah. that feels bad for um, So then Jessica uh, manages to escape in a garbage van. And Oscar watches her leave sadly. And we're like, oh, Oscar, you're going to try and rescue her later and you're going to die. Has most of the defenders now escaped in a garbage round at one point or another? They've all been thrown into garbage or fallen into garbage. Yeah, I don't know if... uh, Yeah, I don't know if they've um, escaped in a garbage van, but... uh, yeah, definitely, like, all fallen into garbage at one point or another. Even in yeah. the episode of Iron Fist where Danny's in, like, um, you know, the terrace in Central Park, there's no garbage apart from one little bag on the floor, and that's the one place he falls into. <laughs> it's yeah. the one thing of garbage in the whole of uh, Central Park. Well, you know, maybe it's their equivalent of the Quinjet. <laughs> Shield has their Quinjet, um, you know, the Defenders have their uh, garbage vans. Yeah, that's how they get around. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So Jessica leaves the van at a gravel quarry and heads to the hidden camper van and then says to drive north. Um, So, 
this, I mean, there's a lot of this, which is like, and they're still driving, and blah, blah, blah. so Jessica says they that she and Alyssa should go to Montreal by jumping on a train, and then from Montreal to Uruguay. Euro, how do they say it? Uru, Uruguay? Uru, Uru, Uruguay. They say it a very strange way I've never heard before. Mm, Uruguay, I don't know. Yeah, and... Uh, proper way of saying it. I don't know, I thought it was Uruguay. I don't know, now I'm worried I'm saying it wrong. And Lisa wants to go into a war zone and deliver supplies and stuff. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the person who has, you know, gets destroys a piano after there's a crying baby. Sure, I'm sure you'll be great in a war zone. Oh, and weren't you earlier on for the reason you didn't want um, the doctor to, you know, be picked up by the government? You know, you didn't want this technology in any government's hand. Well, you said a couple of superpowered women loose in a war zone. Yeah, the military's going to grab you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is when they see the roadblock. And then, what did you guys think when you started hearing this creepy laughter? Like this ringtone. Somebody may have been hearing things, but then it's like, oh, wait, you heard it too. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I completely missed this the first time I saw the episode. And the second time when I rewatched it today, I was like, oh, what is that? It's like the Joker is hiding in that camper van with them. It's so creepy. It's <laughs> Mark Hamill back there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did say last week, I thought like it sounded like someone was still on the camper van. I didn't realize it was Mark Hamill. Uh, so it's Costa trying to get hold of Jessica and then he um, says to her that she's potentially an accomplice he doesn't want to see her get hurt but her mother is done and Jessica doesn't want to hear it too she destroys the phone but now the SWAT team know roughly where Jessica is yeah and um, this is kind of really hammering home the, the whole theme of the season of what line will Jessica cross of you know hero or monster and she's got to make a choice mm-hmm. and they're in Westchester isn't that where the X-Men live hey Will wait for your easter eggs please oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> but yes it is <laughs> it is where the X-Men are <laughs> um, so Alyssa, this is when Alyssa sort of does the big realisation that she's put Jessica in danger this is when she suddenly realizes I, di- I didn't really get why it's now that she realizes um and she stops the van and is you know um but jessica's adamant she wants to like run away with Alyssa. what did you guys think of like Alyssa's sort of change of heart like in this episode it just felt very sudden to me like, yeah it was like what what happened <laughs> why now yeah i well, I, I don't know i i guess i understood it because like up until this point, she was only with Carl. And Carl basically either let her have free range, meaning she's allowed to go to the beach and see the ocean, or she's allowed to be locked in a basement. That's it. She's not allowed to be around other people. Mm-hmm. So I always thought her social her social skills probably were not there. Yeah, well, like we saw with the taxi driver. Exactly. She just didn't know how to be around people. Since she's been with Jessica, I feel like she has been changing this whole time and her realization last episode about Jessica being able to save her and be the one to kind of anchor her and make her see in a different way it's not that it's Jessica doing anything specific it's just Jessica being in her life Mm -hmm. 
And so, like, when she made this change after hearing what Costa was saying, which was, Jessica, you're already in trouble at Mm. this point. Please don't make us hurt you like we're going to have to hurt your mom. Yeah. And I think that's what made her realize it. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I think it was, like, if you look at it from the perspective of where she was with Carl and where she is now with Jessica, and specifically these last couple episodes with Jessica, I feel like it makes more sense. Yeah. yeah, she needed it stating plainly and clearly exactly. what's happening. Yeah, exactly. And then, but what it brought to light for me was this is why I didn't like her character. Mm-hmm. Was because this whole time she's been so, like, narcissistic and everything, everything has never been her fault. She's never taken responsibility for anything she's done. Even when she's killed people, she's found some way to manipulate the situation and to justify it in her mind of why she had to kill whoever she killed. She's mm-hmm. just never felt bad for it. Even Jessica's boyfriend, she just, you know, she didn't know what was going on and she just killed that guy. Mm. But because she thinks, quote unquote, she was doing the right thing, it's fine. And every time she's killed, she's thought she's not taking responsibility for it at all. And so, like, now this episode where we have her actually taking responsibility for her actions and saying, I can't put you in harm's way, this is the first time that I'm like, okay, I get Alyssa now. Now I feel bad. She's still going to have to, like, she can't survive this. Like, she can't survive this episode. Mm. But I feel bad about it now. Whereas okay. before, I, I didn't care because she never took responsibility. So it was like a, it was like watching a psychopath. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas now she seemed, they, they really made her human in this episode to me. Uh, okay. I mean, could be said that this is uh, the old Alyssa finally breaking through of, yeah. you know, this yeah, is because- what she would have done prior to the accident. Yeah, because mm. I understood, like, you know, we, ta- we talked about it in, a, whenever, way back when, but, like, we talked about her, um, Jessica, seeing her mom almost, like, on a pedestal, because when somebody dies, especially when you're so young, you're going to see that, them a certain way, like her mom and her dad. But at the same time, like, I remember being 15 and 16, and there were certain things, sure, I had my parents on a pedestal for, but there were a lot that, at that age, I already knew these are two humans. Oh, yeah. These are just... You know what I'm saying? So there, there's that. She was at an age where it's like you. She had to have seen what was good and bad about her parents, and to still not see the way, like her mom, the way that she really was. If that's what we were to believe, didn't make sense to me. Mm. But like Ian, like what you're saying is like we're starting to see maybe who she was before breakthrough. That yeah. makes sense. I mean, uh, just on that point of. Um... Jessica not seeing who um, Mother was. Perhaps at the time Jessica did, but it's kind of... You repress certain thoughts sometimes, and um, it's... Jessica over the years has done that to her image of her mother, whereas prior to the accident, she maybe was, you know, a bit more realistic in her view of her parents, but because of the accident and the trauma she went through, Mm. it's she pushed all the bad memories away to deal with the trauma. Yeah, I see that. I just, I, it just seemed very unrealistic that she wouldn't have, if her mom was really this bad, like just 
not like the way she talked about her dad and like just that much nastiness in her. Mm. I feel like, yeah, she would have made excuse for most of it, but there still would have been something that Jessica could be like, yeah, but she has a head trauma injury. And so, yes, this part of my mother is really what we're seeing. But it didn't seem like like the show did that at all, which I just thought was odd. They said about Jessica not being aware of the parents yeah. arguing and stuff, yeah, you know, like Philip um, was. But No offense to the writers of the show, but that's bullshit. Like, mm. kids know. Like, yeah. sorry, they just do. Uh, yeah, and I feel like... You think that they don't are insane. <laughs> like, they're, they're delusional. <laughs> that's an utter bullshit. Like, ask mm. any kid who has lived in a household like that, they know. There's absolutely no way they did not know. Mm. Um, and that, that could just be... That, to me, is, like, the fault of the writers, but there's, there's no way. But I think if we look at it from the real, true... Alyssa kind of starting to break through, then that makes sense. She's still going to have bad parts to her, but she's not going to be this killer who doesn't take responsibility and everything is about her. Mm. Yeah. Do you think that that's because now she's away from Carl to a certain extent? I, yeah, I think so. I think Kyle was terrible. I know you do. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, And you'll hear me not be happy when we see Price Chang later on. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I'm with you on that. I think, you know, along with the trauma and the drugs she was on, there was a lot of social conditioning going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she had no social interaction, did she? I mean, that's why she was so weird with her neighbor when the neighbor came around. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. That I was afraid for that baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So uh, they arrive at Playland. So we go back to Playland. Somewhere in the sea near Playland is well, not near the near Playland. About three thousand miles away is Simpson's corpse that Jessica threw three thousand miles into the sea. <laughs> which, speaking of which, when I turned on. Um, my Netflix today to watch this episode. My housemates been watching it, and I accidentally went into their profile and hit um, continue Jessica Jones, and um, it started with that episode. So I saw Simpson flying into the sea again, and had a good chuckle to myself because I love it. <laughs> um, so Jessica's found a sailboat by the pier uh, that that they used to sail with Pop Pop, which I'm guessing is the grandfather. I'm guessing it's not her dad. Do you call grandfather or dad pop pop? Yeah, Mm. I I feel like that's a very, that's like an American thing. I don't know, like pop. We don't really say pop over here, do we? Um, Yeah, Yeah, it is grandfather. Okay. Uh, So Alyssa breaks um, the gate lock and heads into the park. And uh, Jessica's like, hey, what the hell are you doing? We're going to Montreal. And uh, Alyssa tells Jessica to walk away. So at this point, Alyssa's pretty much ready to go to the Ferris wheel and just um, sit there and wait for them to turn up, I guess, and, and kill her. Um, although Jessica, I, I, I think Jessica does deep down know, but she's not kind of, uh, you know, thinking about it yet. Uh, Lissa turns on the Ferris wheel and says, let them come. It's good that it's here and says, I will not be the cause of your death, but Jessica is refusing to say goodbye to her. And this is so sad. This is so sad. Um, they get in the carriage Alyssa said the best dream uh, she ever had was her and Jessica being a team oh that was just Oh, <laughs> there's so many quotes here I was just like oh. but that, that was horrible because that kind of 
ties into Jessica's monologue at the beginning of uh, you, your dreams turning into your worst nightmares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. it's just, that was a heartbreaking line. <laughs> yeah, this is so sad, this scene. Um, and they're just literally talking. And this, I remember being so surprised by this in the when I watched the episode because it's it we're quite far from the ending still. What did you yeah. guys think when all of a sudden it's just she's just shot mid sentence? Thought it was a policeman, maybe yeah. like a sniper. Yeah. I I wasn't expecting who the shooter turned out to be at all. Yeah. Well, you guys like last week guessed a load of people that might kill Alyssa, which. I wasn't saying anything, but I was really. I found it really interesting. No one said Trish. Every you said, the guys said like everyone else, because I didn't think it would be Trish at all either. Oh, no. I never thought it would be Trish. I kind of thought Trish was going to really be in the hospital until we see her next season. Like yeah. I just didn't think she was going to be able to get out. But you know, those cat-like reflexes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jessica sees Trish on the ground. <laughs> we get so many like little cat things in this episode. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jessica she jumps down. Yeah, she's like <laughs> <laughs> uh, playing with a mouse. Um, Jessica jumps down and throws Trish across the ground and Tr- Jessica's holding the gun and tells Trish to run as the sirens sound and then Jessica stops Ferris wheel and just sits with her mum's body and cries in the carriage. That is so horrible as well. It's kind of... It's, yeah. uh, so then, many emotions uh, Jessica must be feeling at this point and still she's trying to do the right thing. And Costa but, tells her she did the right thing. And it's it's horrible because I don't think Jessica would have done it. I don't think no. she could have done it, you know. And no. but now, you know, yeah. I mean, and when that Ferris wheel, when the carriage is coming back down, before we see the blood coming out of the bottom of it, I was kind of half like, she's not going to be in there. Like she's gonna. It didn't kill her. She's escaped. I had, I had this vague thought that might have happened as well. Yeah, but then when we see her body it's like oh no she's she's dead <laughs> it's yeah. it's really sad um so then i guess we we fast forward i don't know how much later but you know a few days at least maybe a few weeks i don't know um jessica's well oh so i just had a thought of mm-hmm. um because I, I haven't had a chance to uh go through most of your episodes because i've binge watched uh, the entire thing yesterday but nice <laughs> I was listening to either episode one or two what you were covering and the whole thing of Jessica saying, is this a uh, bag of Jessica day? No, that's next month. Mm-hmm. And it kind of feels like, uh, has this been a month already? Because this is bag, yeah, bag of Jessica day. Yeah. That, had been bag- that would just really, like, you know, uh, make it even worse if she's like, and, and that was my birthday, the day of mum It's like, whoa. Um... Yeah, I, I don't know how long like this has been. I, they don't really say. Well, earlier in the season, for some reason, there's a two-week time jump because um, Trish says uh, to someone she slapped her mum two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's, there was at least a two-week time jump at some point, and it kind of feels like by this point it's jumped even further, but it might... I'm not sure it's two weeks further, but it's definitely 
Yeah, I'd say maybe a couple of weeks. weeks. A couple of weeks, like post the funeral and everything, I would guess. Uh, So she's back to work and she's following this guy and taking photos. And then she enters this liquor store, followed by the most obvious robber ever. And manages to, as she channels the Punisher in the Punisher short film that was released and knocks him out with a bottle of bourbon. And the owner like immediately goes to shoot the robber, but Jessica disarms him and tells him to call the police instead. She's going to take the bourbon as payment, but this owner still demands that she pays. It's like, what asshole? Like, really at least give her the, the bourbon. It's cheap bourbon, come on. Yeah. It, this reminds me so much of a... Uh scene in uh, the Supergirl TV series in an episode where she loses her power but she kind of disarms a robbery of kind of talks robber down and then has to talk down the owner from killing the robber. Oh, okay. But Jessica did it quicker and in a call away. (laughs) And in a a badder mood. (laughs) Yeah. 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 She's a bit less sunny than Supergirl, I'm imagining, having not oh, seen yeah. the Supergirl show. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that one was far more about, you know, saying, you know, hoping the human spirit of, you're better than this, you, you, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Mm. Um, and then when Jessica arrives back at Alias, Trish is waiting for her, and they have this conversation, and this is... I think really sad as well. I mean, we'll talk about it more when we talk about Trish. Um, but Jessica says she lost her family, the last member of her family all over again. And it didn't have to be Trish. And I think that's the thing that really hurts yeah. her. She yeah, says all she true. sees now when she looks at Trish is the person who killed her mum. Um, and how can she get over that? I mean, it's just, it's, it's one of those things of, if this wasn't a Marvel TV show, it would take a lifetime to get over something like that. I think it's well. I think it still would because I think I don't think they're like going to have, you know, start of next season, Jessica and Trish be best friends again. You know, I wonder if they're setting it up for it's going to be Jessica versus Trish, and they're you know that's actually going to be her, not the big bad, but they're going to be opposed in some way. You know, yeah. they've been setting it up for all three seasons, which would be. Pretty cool. Um, uh, I'll sort of talk about it a bit more when we sort of get to the end of it, because um, I've got some comments as well about this episode. Um, I, I like I know we talked about it on our podcast too that like we thought that that was going to eventually happen. Is they're going to set Jessica up to be against Tris? I'm not. It's like I I get it, and it's it is good storytelling mm-hmm. because they've known each other for so long. They're sisters. And we know Trish as well, so as an audience, we're kind of torn between the two mm-hmm. as well. But that doesn't mean I like it. I don't like mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it either. I would protest. Yeah, but I it's, want I, them don't. to have to help each other. Because also, like, you, it's unless there was a good reason, like it, it would be like, well, who are we meant to be cheering on? You know. I know. Uh, it's yeah. Uh, I, I, I get what you're saying about, you know, the next season. It almost feels like uh, what might be happening is he, 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 Trish does this whole hero thing and, you know, kind of, at the beginning, kind of shows Jessica up, but towards the end, Jessica is able to make the harder decisions because she's been doing this longer. And it kind of, 
No, it, it kind of Jessica Jones season three is just it would be could be the arc of Jessica accepting uh, the mantle of hero finally. Mhm. Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. It feels like it would be it would be interesting to have them as protagonist and antagonist when yeah, you know, but we don't know because like maybe they're setting Malcolm up as an antagonist yeah. by the end of this series. I mean, you know, we we don't know. Um, so last time we see Jessica is um, she's looking at the photos from that day and drinking, and then she looks at Malcolm's empty desk and then the empty couch and watches the rain outside, and then she goes to call someone. Uh, I'm guessing Trish, but doesn't. Um, or maybe Oscar, I don't know. And then oh. leaves the apartment and sees Malcolm in the suit, and they just ignore each other, which was sad. And yeah, and I also got the impression when she was drinking, it's kind of, it's not the same anymore. It's kind of, it's this is it, drinking isn't working the same way anymore. It's not. It it, 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 it has been a crutch for her, and it's kind of almost she she's realizing that. Mm-hmm. Although it's so without Jessica chugging um, rum or whiskey, you know, every episode would it quite be Jessica Jones, but I could see her kind of. That would be cool, though. It would be good up. character yeah. development. It would. Yeah. I don't need this anymore. It would be something nice to see in Marvel, because particularly as they didn't really do, like, um, in the movies, they've refused to sort of really deal with Tony Stark's alcoholism, which is in a big part of the comics. They did sort of hint at the demon in the bottle storyline in uh, Iron Man 2, but didn't really do much because it is a Disney property after all, you know. Um, but I think that would be a, a nice thing to see is her actually trying to deal with, with that as an addiction as well. Um, I don't know. Uh, and then she goes to Oscar's house and Tammy's like, oh, it's because Oscar must have died in the meantime. And she's gone to mourn. No, nope, she's gone for a possible booty call. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and has dinner with him and Vito and uh, tells them about her case from that day. And they're celebrating Oscar's new gallery show. And she's actually like Vito's asking questions and. She's actually like opening up and saying, oh, you know, and telling him about her day. Whereas I think before she would have just shut him down. Yeah. So she's trying to be more open. Oh, I don't know about anyone else, but it kind of felt like um, this new gallery opening. Oh, that sounds a little ominous. Is that, um... <laughs> it's Vanessa. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I couldn't remember her name. Is that Vanessa starting something else? Oh, right. be great. Yeah, it's going to be Vanessa's gallery, and... That would be great. Oh, it'd be so good. And then Oscar uh, gets embroiled in Fisk's crime, and then that's how he gets killed in Dead Devil Season 3. Oh. Uh, what did you guys think awesome. of this ending, sort of, of the... Oh, sorry, Will, go on. I was going to say, awesome, that's an awesome ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Um, what did you guys think of like it sort of ending for Jessica in this way, like the end of the season? Because this is not where I expected it to end for her at all. I kind like of it. Like... I think it's sweet. I, it's better for me. I enjoyed it better than seeing her like sad and depressed, yeah. and alone and drinking in her apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's kind of realised she's alienated um, yeah. her friends, and she's trying to hold on to 
the last one that's remaining and actually improve the situation there. Yeah, she's trying to get some kind of peace, even if it's temporary, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, I think maybe she might have learned something from this awful situation of, yeah. you know, her mother was isolated and, you know, that's why she went down the dark path, so I shouldn't be isolated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like the scene uh, after this, though, where Luke comes in and says, Jessica, <laughs> we're having a baby together. And she says, of course, Luke. And they run off together. She says, really? What, you're baby? pregnant, Luke? <laughs> 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 or when he invites her, he just comes in and he goes, uh, I've run out of coffee. Do you have any, Jessica? Winks at the camera. We'll cut to credits. <laughs> and Jessica's like, do I? <laughs> <laughs> and then it says Luke Cage will return in Luke Cage yeah. season two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it says uh, without uh, Claire Temple. Oh. You see, now I'm kind of uh, imagining on top of that kind of <laughs> Daddy Tran jumping in out the window with some pizza and hey, don't forget some of this and then just going away. <laughs> and then Luke pushes him out the window again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> See you later, Danny. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I I like this ending as well. I I it's not what I thought. How I thought it would end. I thought we'd end on a big cliffhanger with Jessica. Um, I I don't know why. I just thought there would be some kind of a cliffhanger like we've had in, not even a cliffhanger, but like it would leave her in more of an un sure a situation we were unsure about how she was going to get out of it a bit like luke cage season one ended was going back to prison it's like oh you know what's going to happen here i i felt like it would end more like that i like that it kind of ends a bit with her 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 like ian said like learning something and trying to develop from this um because that's good character development and you know I like I mean, that. Things have fallen apart for everywhere else in her life, so it's kind of uh, this is one moment of hope you can end on. Yeah. Um, should we talk about Malcolm next? Um, so Malcolm, I mean, it will probably cover him quite quick. When the, we first see him, I mean, I want, I, I did want to message you guys and earlier in the week and say I'm going to give you a slight spoiler about the finale. We get possibly one of the most tragic losses in any of the Marvel Netflix shows. I mean, I know we've lost, like, Kilgrave, and we've lost certain characters, but Malcolm's hair, I was pretty upset. (laughs) Well, now Jessica and Matt have something else in common. They've both driven people to law firms. Yeah, true. (laughs) What's going to happen next is... uh, is uh, what's it Luke going to uh, draw? I'm 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 blanking on so many characters' names tonight. But what's her name? Um, Claire. Is he going to drive Claire into the arms of um, Jay Money now? Yeah, oh. that'd be great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I was so sad when Malcolm cut his hair. <laughs> I was like, no. Yeah. I think yeah. Rebecca and I were both commenting on it um, over Skype. We were like, no, not your beautiful hair, Malcolm. Yeah, I, I was like, it's a nice suit, but really lame hair. Does he have to be that way to be professional? Like, I don't know. Yeah. He, he looks... That suit looked great on him. Yeah, he looked great. Yeah. He did look great. And I like that he, like, finishes the office before he leaves. You know, or that little bit of the office he was doing, you know, and then leaves his key. I just like that it's 
it's this kind of, I feel like it's this methodical thing of he has to complete that because his being busy is, you know, what's keeping him sober. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of part of that that he felt like he had to, because it would have been very easy for him just to be like, well, fuck you, Jessica Jones. I'm not doing your office, <laughs> you know, finishing it. But he does finish it, I feel like, for his own good. Yeah, but it also feels like, no, I'm going to finish this job because it's, you know, almost also to spite Jessica in, you you've accused me of leaving so many things unfinished. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to finish this job. Mm. Yeah. Uh, look at my awesome so, DIY skills and look what you're missing out on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I agree with you, Tammy. He looks really good. On, in this suit and he is going for a meeting with Linda Chow under the name Millard Graves um, so when we we don't actually see that meeting the next thing we see is him turning up to Jerry's I put uh, Swanky Malcolm arrives because this is Swanky Malcolm and he recorded the meeting with Linda which means that Jerry can now go and uh, uh, you know have a, a smackdown with uh, uh, Chow and Benowitz um, but even though he did that for Jerry, Jerry's still not going to hire him. Yeah. No, my, my comment on this is Jerry is still Jerry. No, no, no. Jay Money is still Jay Money. Yeah. It's, it's just, I still love that. More people need to be calling her Jay Money. Jay Money. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she she does say, or does he say, until next time. So it's kind of like, oh, you know, they're still going to be... I figured at this point this was the last we'd see of him and that she would be calling on his services, you know, as a freelancer, like she does with Jessica. Um, But we didn't realise, obviously, that instead he's going to go and team up with Tammy's other favourite character, along with Inez. Uh, You said you wanted to talk about him, Tammy. Go. Freaking Price Chang. (laughs) I am so upset that he is in this episode. Like, I didn't even write notes on him just because of how upset I was. Also, the fact that he's now partnered with him instead of just going and doing his own thing. Because the only thing he had to do was get himself licensed. Mm-hmm. He got a shit ton of money from Jerry. So, go get yourself licensed. Like, I'm sure it's not that expensive. Yeah. You've already been doing the work. You're very personable. You're the one that's been meeting with all of Jessica's clients to begin with. So, just do your own thing. Why are you going to go work for Chang? Makes no sense to me. And this means that next time we see Malcolm in whatever season or whichever show... Price will probably be with him. <laughs> Sorry, like, Tammy. <laughs> so this guy is like going to come back, and I hate it. Yeah. I well, hate yeah, and that's learning from Jay Money as well, and he's going to screw over um, Price and you know buy out his part of the business. We can dare to dream, but I don't. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I'm happy with it. I think Malcolm would be better going alone, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it would be more of a learning experience for him because now I feel like he's just going to kind of, I guess he, he, you know, it was him that sorted out that managed to sort of do this favor for Jerry. He did that all by himself with his own initiative. But I think Malcolm needs to kind of go it alone to sort of learn yeah. who to he is thing. without relying on someone else. It felt that um, like an artificial setup so that next season Price will do something that will force Malcolm to go back to Jessica yeah because Maybe. Malcolm's got morals that Price doesn't 
Or maybe we just won't see Malcolm again. Maybe this is like the end of the character. I mean, we don't know. I mean, we don't, but I, I'm sure we'll see Malcolm again. I hope we do, because I, I like seeing how these characters develop. I mean, and we, we briefly touched on it, but it's it, it could be where it's, they're setting up Jessica against Trish and Malcolm separately, you know, for the mm-hmm. next season. And then maybe with them not being the big bad, that they would have to come back together to fight whatever the big bad is. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jessica's you know, secret uncle. Exactly. <laughs> but like to have to live even in like, even if it's like two episodes with a Chang being back, and just, <laughs> not excited about so it. So what you're saying is um, when we cover season three, I need to let you know spoilers beforehand which episodes um, Price Chang is in so you can avoid them. And then yeah, you just won't record that week. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm thinking uh, Price Chang is the big bad of season. <laughs> He's the baker. Uh, I know, like, at the beginning of this season, I would have agreed with you, but I think he's become such a lame-ass character. Like, yeah. Such a weasel. Mm. I'm just like, I don't think he has it in him to be the big bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's cool enough. <laughs> yeah, I think he's just. Yeah, I agree. I think he's just. It, it, it's it's really hard to tell because there was clues at the end of season one of IG8, yeah. and there's just there's no clues as to where the story's going from here. Mm-hmm. Well, I think right. apart from with Trish, um, yeah, you know, developing, I guess, into full blown Hellcat, which we talk about in a minute. Let's talk about Jerry first. Uh, Jerry's loving her new yoga instructor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jerry cracks me up. Jerry has a type. She likes blondes, apparently. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, she's enjoying having her new yoga instructor there. She looks like she's about to kiss her at one point before Malcolm arrives. And uh, Malcolm, this is when he tells her that he's gone freelance and gives her the info on Linda. And so Jerry... Head straight in the office to speak to Chow and Benowitz and is uh, basically demands she gets her severance pay doubled, uh, which must be a, a lot, um, and says because she has the video of Linda and uh, uh, the video of Linda and Malcolm reveals that Linda is laundering drug money and Benowitz has known all about it. Yeah. What? What I kind of liked about this is, although she's blackmailing both of them, mm-hmm. she's, you know, she's being a bit more lenient towards Benowitz and saying, you should come out, it's going to do you good. I don't think I she mean, was doing him a favour, though. No. I think that no, was just a, you know... Uh, professional and personal thing of, well, it's just kind of, despite everything, you know... You know, uh, you know, it's it's someone else who's kind of, if you know what I mean. It, I think she's uh, kind of doing it to almost um, twist the knife a bit. She is, but it's also Jerry understands that. Um, you know, well, if Jerry was now, she she'd be in a um, very vulnerable situation. Of you know, if it was discovered, she was. Um, yeah, as well, it would be. It's just kind of no. I don't think that. she'd be I'm in. That. I don't think she'd be in that vulnerable position though, because it's not like she's married, you know, and is in the closet and stuff. I think. No. I think no. part of it is her being like, "Come on, you know, like I'm out of the closet. Why aren't you?" But I think yeah. it's more to say, like, "Well, it's you know, 
you wouldn't be so vulnerable if you actually had the balls to be out the closet. You know, I think it's her being twisting the knife a bit. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just Jerry being... It's Jerry being Jerry. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, Jerry is Jerry. Uh, So, and this is when we get a mention of her clients as well. She wants her severance doubled, and then she will leave with all of her clients, including Rand, which makes up, how much was it, like 62% of their... Yeah. Business. It was like, whoa. So, uh, yeah. That was a huge reveal, actually. I thought that was crazy how much of the business. And they were, you know, and I'm sure her severance package was healthy, but the fact that they have enough money to be able to double it. Yeah. I'm like, then it really wasn't that much. Yeah. (laughs) What's not not mentioned is, did she take some of the staff with her, including Foggy? Oh. What happens to Foggy? Well, Foggy and Marcy. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, maybe because of this, then, you know, they, Chow and Benowitz is doing bad after this. Because I think, I mean, arguably, if they can, yeah, they can afford to pay double the severance. But the more valuable thing she's taking isn't the money, it's Rand, because it's so much yeah. of their business. So maybe they have to fire a load of people and they fire Foggy. And then Foggy's like, Matt, I need a job. And then Marcy becomes yes. their secretary and it's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, she said you'll balance it back, so it makes me think it'll be a struggle for them for a while, but, you know, eventually... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even Foggy. think about Foggy. Oh, oh, oh my word. I just saw, um, maybe Foggy, you know... Well, no, he thinks Matt's dead, I was going to say. Maybe, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe he's going to hire Jessica Jones to find Matt. But, no, he thinks Matt's dead. yeah. Jessica, for, to find Matt, would have to dig through all that rubble. It might take yeah. a while. <laughs> um, yeah, because they wouldn't even been able to bury Matt. <laughs> um, so uh, Jerry kind of walks out of there and is like, ha-ha, whatever. Um, until we see her later and she meets up with Malcolm and Price and in that great white dress oh, oh my god finally oh, she's wearing so white she's never worn white before because she's always said black for life so i wonder why she's wearing this white now is she embracing her death like i i'm kind of interested as to why she suddenly changed yeah. but yeah her dress because is awesome i'd imagine she'd have to set up her new business to be able to work after she starts to deteriorate mm-hmm it's kind of you know, uh, you know, you know. Even so, she'd still be in charge, but it still function as a business. Mhm. Yeah, well, she's looking at all this stuff like stationery, you know, and all that kind of things to decide, um, you know, and sorting out stuff to do with the office. So she's in the early stages of getting this. It would have been great if we had a little cameo from Foggy here, where or she mentioned, you know, make sure you sort out Mister Nelson's office or something so we knew foggy was was going with yeah. her she's got a uh, a new female assistant so she's probably going to be sleeping with her soon i imagine um <laughs> and uh malcolm as you do as you do well as jerry does and malcolm kind of surprised me at this point i um which we didn't mention a minute ago malcolm asks if this new business opportunity is legal and jerry says it's up to you uh and then he's just like yeah i'm in i was like oh malcolm your ambition. You've yeah. turned into a right little sneaky little ambitious sliver in Malcolm. What's going on? <laughs> no likey. No likey. <laughs> uh, right, let's talk about Trish. Because Trish spends most oh of the episode in in, in bed. Um, well, quite a bit of it. 
Uh, so the first time we see her is when she's unconscious, but she's got strong vitals. They they try to get her awake, and it's only when Dorothy yells Patsy and she wakes up. <laughs> it's like oh no, um, and she's probably like she's woken up to go. Will you stop calling me Patsy? My name's Trish. Yeah. And this is when we get the mention of she's used up two of her nine lives. Yep. Do you know what has nine lives, guys? Do you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they say the virus has cleared Trish's system, but the doc wants to do further tests, and Trish isn't but, having it. But just actually, just before she does wake up, um, they, uh, the nurse says her vital signs are actually strong. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of the first clue of yes, she's actually got powers. Yeah, she's super patsy, um, and basically Dorothy's kind of like you know. Yeah. talking to her and saying and she says you're not a hero um you know just get some rest which is is fair enough you know she did almost just die um yeah. we don't see her for a while i think when's the next time we see her she's still in bed and she watches the news and sees the car accident and then costa turns up to talk to her and ask dorothy to leave because dorothy's like dorothy's unbelievable she's all set already to be like right we'll do this and then we're going to rebuild your brand and your career like this and it's like oh dorothy no, yeah. you know, no, just, oh, she's, she's terrible. Um, and then Costa wants to know about anyone that Jessica might know in Westchester. Um, Trish refuses to believe that Jessica's helping Alyssa, uh, but Costa says, nope, she is. Um, whereas Trish believes that she must have been kidnapped and being coerced. Uh, Trish said she has no idea where they would go. And we're like, mm, Trish, are you lying? You're not very good at it. Uh, and immediately, as soon as he he leaves, uh, she gets out of bed, pulls her uh, wire out. And I was like, that would bleed more. I've had those, yeah. the cannula. Uh, but yeah, that's a very movie thing. Just pull it out. No problem. And uh, yeah. she's setting off to go and find Jessica. Uh, uh, now, realistically, uh, the detective would have put a towel on um, Trish as well. So it kind of does a bit... Lucky that he didn't do that. <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, because he's probably... I mean, how does she sneak out? She must go out yeah. the door because she doesn't know she's got powers yet. I don't think she's jumping out the window or anything, which would be quite funny. Um, <laughs> so, obviously, we get the scene in um, in Playland where she shoots uh, Alyssa, and she's got really good aim, like, really good aim, guys, like almost like cat-like vision. <laughs> Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Amazing. That was quite a distance. So yeah. He didn't even uh, use a sight. I know. Yeah. Kind of amazing. Mm. Um, and I I wanted to wait for this this comment because I actually like the comment that Trish makes to Jessica outside Alias, where Trish argues that it was her call as Jessica couldn't make it. What do you guys yeah. think about this? Because I I don't think Jessica would have made that call. I don't think she could have killed Alyssa. And Alyssa obviously needed to to die, to be taken yeah. down permanently. But I also do think it, it isn't necessarily Trish's call. I know she's doing it no. with good intent. It's difficult. I can see it from both their points of view. I think the police would have eventually come because they were on their way over there already. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think they would have taken her down. And that's the way it should have been. It, it yeah. yeah they, absolutely needed my. Uh, was Trish needed to absolutely mind her own business. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. just a shot, Jessica, because um, the detective knows that, uh, you know, 
Jessica is an admit to have a uh, threat as her mother, mm-hmm. yeah, Jessica might have been arrested. That might have been the difference. Jessica would have been arrested. Because yeah. Yeah. at that point, she was still... Yeah, because then Costa mother. wouldn't have thought that Jessica had taken down Alyssa. Well, they wouldn't have shot Jessica unless Jessica had lost her mind. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it, it should have been the police. I agree with you, Tally. And, and you're right. She would have probably been arrested, but then she would have been arrested, and she would have still had Trish as a sister and been close to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And kind of had someone to fall back on. Yeah, and might have still been able to, you know, get out of this because of uh, emotional coercion. Of, yeah, for sure. Yeah? Of, yeah, I think so. Trish more out for revenge than anything else, really. Yep. Yeah. And Trish also... Oh, sorry, go on, go on Tammy. I was going to say, Trish's motives are... We've seen it over and over. Her motives are not pure. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, she still yeah. does things for herself. I can see from her point of view, she thinks her intentions are good. Correct. Yeah. Correct, yeah, yeah but they're not. They're not, yeah. And if, and if she actually, like, self-reflected, she would realize that. Mm-hmm. But she's too busy wanting to be something she's not. Yeah, which is why I think it's dangerous that she now yeah. puts that kind of personality with powers. For sure. Um, oh, yeah. Which, I mean, we don't even know she has powers yet, guys. I mean, we'll, you know. Well, <laughs> She's actually far more prone to go down the vigilante route than the yeah. hero route. Yeah, because we saw her on the bus. Yeah. You know, I mean, granted she was high, but I mean, that guy, like, yeah. that guy did nothing, you know, like. Uh, yeah, she's got powers now. That's that's a high all of its own. Yeah, true. Um, she also says to Jessica she doesn't know what she is anymore, uh, apart from being Jessica's sister. But Jessica's obviously not not hearing about it. Um, so Trish heads to the elevator, tearful, um, gets a text from Dorothy, and then she drops her phone, and then she catches it on her foot, like on that very fancy shoe, cat-like reflexes there, <laughs> Trish. Yep. Mm. And then she does a little smile to herself when she gets in the lift, and we're like, oh, Hellcat's coming. <laughs> and that was it. That was the episode. So any last thoughts on Trish as well? Um, that skirt, I love it and hate it at the same time. <laughs> Why? It's like, I like the color, and I do like that it looks like it's almost a wrap skirt, but maybe it's just layered. Mm-hmm. But she looks so frumpy in that whole outfit that then I'm just like, oh, I don't know if I like that skirt or not. <laughs> but it's a really interesting skirt. Those are my last thoughts on Trish. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Trish talk. Yeah, I I kind of find Trish, like I mentioned at the start of the season, I think that I felt like this was almost Trish's story this season as much as Jessica's, much more so than season one. And I, I kind of still feel that way. I'm sort of torn with what they did with Trish, but I think it, it's going to make for good, it makes for good viewing. Um, but I don't agree with a lot of Trish's choices. Well, uh, you know, I think um, as much as... Alyssa was a dark mirror for Jessica. I think Trish is as well a kind of... But Trish is the dark mirror of... She's actually going on an opposite journey of Jessica. Of Jessica is starting to, you know, work through things and accept a bit more of who she is. And Trish is kind of starting to just 
lose herself in the quest for power. Mm. Yeah. Trish has never been happy sort of with who she is. Um, no. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, okay, well, let us uh, go to quotes. Uh, Ian, do you have any quotes? Completely forgot to take quotes, and I just was too engrossed in the end here to take any, I think. No worries. Uh, Tammy Terms. Um, I'll do, I'll do a Dorothy quote. I swear to Christ, if you say Jessica needs her, I'll shove that badge right up your ass. <laughs> I have a Trish one too, Dorothy. Your bedside manner blows. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> Will? Oh, Will. Oh, are you on mute? Will? <laughs> Will's disappeared. I, I just thought, uh, I haven't got it exactly, but it's kind of Jessica after um, uh, Lissa said, with great power, and then Jessica, I swear to God, if you say, I have the... Yeah, it, I have the quote that Will said earlier, or was, or was sort of paraphrased, which was Jessica saying, yeah, woo freaking who. <laughs> yeah. um, I also like Jerry's quote. My investigator lured it out of hot to trot here at the <laughs> chocolate bar, was it? Like, no, it was whiskers. Yeah, it was whiskers, whiskers. come on. <laughs> um, I like this thing that Alyssa says, which is, to Jessica, which is, Hero isn't a bad word, Jessica. It's just someone who gives a shit and does something about it. I was like, oh, I like that. Um, that same time frame. Stop talking to me like I'm your baby Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, doing quotes now. Yeah. yeah. Will, did you? We thought you ran away to Playland. What's going on? Oh, see, I, I had, like, a smoke alarm that was dying, so I thought I could go fix it really quickly. Oh, no. But then I realized that a second one is dying downstairs. You should have just called your friendly out. neighborhood Oscar to come and fix it, Well, I know. Which, where the hell is he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's too, too busy doing paintings of Jessica. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you need to make friends with your superintendent, and then he can do paintings of you like that painting of Jessica. <laughs> I don't have one, unfortunately. Aww. So when there were something breaks, it takes like two or three weeks to get it fixed. That sucks. Uh, any other quotes, guys? There was. Uh, I just want the book after it. I can't find it, but it where Jessica says, "Do you want a unitard and a cape too?" And her mom <laughs> says something like, "I would totally rock a unitard." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we do Easter eggs? You guys have done most of them, or well, we mentioned most of them. Uh, so obviously there was the with great power comes great responsibility line but that did kind of like I think like Heath said before about like Captain America toys and and you know and all that kind of thing and uh, and it, it sort of hurts his brain this hurts my brain because it, again it does mean that there's a there is a Spider-Man so is he known for saying that is there a Spider-Man cartoon like mm. how how I, I'm confused. It break. It hurts my brain. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. It's, um. I don't know. Uh, it, yeah. It. It just hurt, mm. breaks my brain. Um. Get mention of yeah, brand. Agents of Shield. Um. I'm sorry. That's right. Agents of Shield. They did make a reference to stuff going on in New York. So maybe Spider-Man. Oh, I haven't seen Infinity War. So maybe <laughs> something happens in that. I don't know. I'm just. You won't hear anything from me. Maybe she's seen uh, the 
YouTube videos of Spider Man. Maybe he says something. Maybe. Maybe he says that in his YouTube video. At the end, he just winks at yeah. the camera and says, With great power comes great responsibility, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, I was looking up this website, and it mm-hmm. does say that that not that line directly, but a lot of lines that are similar have been said since like the 1700s oh. by various people. So there's been things like um, that the possession of great power necessarily implies great responsibility. Um, in 1984, it was said um, wherever there is great power, lofty positions, there is great responsibility. In 1958, as he was great responsibility, he has great power. So like. So Uncle Ben didn't come up with it at all. No, Winston Churchill said in 1906, where there is great power, there is great responsibility. Well, the way uh, so, everyone says it is as if it's oh, a thing. It's as if it's a meme in the universe. Mm, you know. Exactly. Yeah, it's could just. Co- so, I think I think it just became popular when Spider-Man said it, but it was it's been said forever. So. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. So I guess, like, to make our brains not break is what I'm saying is we don't have to necessarily attribute that to Spider-Man. But then, it, but then it suggests comment. that like she thinks her mum's gonna quote like Winston, like everyone quotes Winston Churchill or something. Yeah. Or, or whoever. I mean, like, literally, there are tons yeah. of times this has been said. Yeah. It's not. It's not like just Winston Churchill and just Spider-Man. It's like this whole list of times been said. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, you, you know, if there's loads of superheroes in this universe, there would be a whole range of new memes out there. Maybe one of them is with great power oh, and great sure. responsibility, and that just becomes a whole viral thing that, yeah, yeah maybe. It, it's kind of their universe's arrow in the knee thing of everyone uses it and everyone's pissed off with it. I wonder if, like, the, you know, the thing a few years ago, like the dress, is it blue and black? Oh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I wonder yeah, if that was yeah, a thing in the Marvel thing. Universe. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the memes are different. I'm like, I wonder if that's a thing. No, 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 no. It's not a dress. It's um, a photo of uh, Captain America's uniform. This is blue or black to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so, Easter eggs. Uh, Westchester is the home of the X-Men. So, she could have stopped by the X-Mansion and hung out with... Colossus and Deadpool and all them lot. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, actually, that's an interesting thing. Um, Jessica Jones meeting Deadpool. Yeah, I don't think Jessica Jones would be a fan. <laughs> She'd be like, well, shut no, up. No. As long as they went off on a, a drinking binge together, I think that'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, it might be all right. Um, we get, well, obviously, when she mentions about Unitard... In the comics, Jessica Jones's costume was a unitard when she was Jewel, uh, which I have worn and is very impractical to go to the bathroom. Um, that's all I say. It takes about an hour to get in and out of that thing with everything else on top of it. Um, they mention 32nd Street and 10th Avenue as being a shitty neighbourhood. On Den of Geek, they point out this has not been a shitty neighbourhood for the past 30 years. Um and right at the end, Vito mentions asked Jessica if she used her super senses uh, to find out about this this robber, and she says she doesn't have super senses. Obviously, Daredevil has super senses. Hmm. So that's another Easter egg. So there you go, guys. Uh, apart from obviously all the things with cats with Trish, which I'm not even going to point out. <laughs> yeah. There also is this 
thing I did. I forgot to mention it because I didn't like rewind it and re-listen to it. But like, there's this part in Spanish that like where Vito and Oscar are talking. Oh yeah, and Vito was gonna tell a story, and I swear, like, I meant to rewind it and re-listen to it because they don't have the subtitles mm-hmm. on there. But, you know, they're speaking in Spanish. It just says speaking in Spanish. It's like, well, that's helpful. But I swear he says something about like something blew up in his teacher's face, and Oscar's like, that's not funny. Really. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I wish they'd said it. Because yeah. I did wonder, like, what they were saying. Yeah, it was, it was something quick like that. Like, I, I, I'm like, I, I wonder if, like, the kid just improvised that. Like, you know, <laughs> just said, well, because okay. it's just something, like, so weird. I was like, what, <laughs> what are they talking about? Uh, so, let's no, get... I just, just thought, actually, if they um, decided to do a time jump for um, next season of Jessica Jones, um... Oscar could could have uh, gotten into the uh, same school Peter Parker's in. Oh, we I mean Vito, but, but but if there's a time Vito, jump, then yeah, Peter would have left Vito. school. <laughs> uh, I don't know. He's um. He's in high school. Yeah, but he's not all the way through it because um. Like he would be a senior, and <laughs> Vito's so tiny, though. I yeah, Vito's like yeah, he's teeny tiny. Yeah. He's, <laughs> But um, he's, only a few years, he's only a few years younger than um, Peter Parker, though. I guess. Peter's, like, what, 15? Yeah. 16? I don't know. So, uh, I, don't know. I don't know how American schools work. I'm so confused I'm by I'm not them. sure, but that's why I thought, yeah, maybe he gets into that prep school Peter's in. And then they do science yeah. together and they become science bros. Aw. And then Oscar ends up marrying Aunt May instead. <laughs> or um, Vito makes a uh, new friend called Miles. Miles Morales? Perhaps. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, let's rate this episode, guys. Um, only one to rate this week. Uh, Ian, do you want to rate it first? Yeah, um, I enjoyed it. It was a nice finale in a lot of ways. It wrapped up things quite well, but it didn't quite have the punch of some of the other finales we've had. It, it felt it was lacking something, so I can't rate it too high, so um, I'd have to say um, eight and a half lives of a cat out of ten, although <laughs> they have only nine lives. <laughs> <laughs> That's a powerful it's cat. It's a rating system, but yeah. You got a cat uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Uh, cool. Uh, Will? Uh, it was good. Um, I just feel like... And I do kind of like the endings where, you know, they're not, like, going right up to the end with the climax. I kind of like that there's a little bit of, you know, cool downtime at the end. But at the same time, it felt like there wasn't enough punch in this episode. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed it. I'll give it a 7.5 out of 10 cat-like reflexes. <laughs> <laughs> yes uh same as everyone else like i i liked it um i thought it was a good i, I thought it was a good finale uh, because it wrapped a lot of stuff up and it kind of set up a little bit for season three without being like cliff too cliffhangery um but it was really kind of like a i don't know like a maybe a slower paced episode i don't mm. know there was just wasn't as much action i feel like uh, that we've been getting in some of the previous episodes, like, leading up to this. Um, not that that was 
bad. I don't know. I, I guess I expected something a little different. So um, I'm going to give this 8 out of 10 Playland Assassinations. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> also, that was my, not the assassin, assassination, but like having that Ferris wheel all lit up with the different colors as the backdrop for that whole scene yeah. was amazing. Yeah. It was um, and when they're like just you know um, even with her and Trish and then with the cops and just having this light keep changing colors and oh it was so good that I, I that I did I loved yeah loved, it was really cool. I mean what what was great as well is there were a spectrum of purple mixed yeah. in with the other mm-hmm. colors but it was yeah. predominantly shades of purple going on there yeah it was it was beautiful I think obviously with that as well. Um, we had the end of Punisher take place on a carousel. The end of this take place on Ferris wheel. The finale of Luke Cage season two is going to take place on a roller coaster. Ooh. Or on the teacup like ride. <laughs> I'm going to predict Yay. it. Um, and yeah, I like this episode. It, it felt quite slow paced, but it, it didn't feel like it's weird. Like it didn't feel like much happened in it. Like yeah. it, it was kind of an odd one. Um, my main issue with it is something that I've kind of wanted to mention for the whole season, but I haven't been able to because I haven't want to spoil you guys. So if I was to describe uh, the, uh, the season um, by saying, you know, there's a protagonist who um, an antagonist comes back into their life and it's someone closely tied with them who they haven't seen for many, many years. Um, the, protag- uh, the antagonist is... Uh, uh, has quite a dark personality and is very happy to kill people, which puts them at moral odds with the antagonist. Um, and throughout this season, the the protagonist is trying to work out how to balance this relationship in their heads. And it all ends with the protagonist deciding to run off with the antagonist and start a new life. But the antagonist is taken out and killed by someone that's out of the protagonist's control. That could be describing Jessica Jones season two, or it could also be describing Daredevil season two with Elektra. And that is kind of my main issue with this season in, in that it felt like it trod a lot of the ground with Daredevil season two. Um, I don't know what you guys think about that. I just felt like I was like, oh, I hope this isn't a pattern we're going to see with the second seasons and... You know, like there's always a danger of shows repeating themselves. And the problem with this is we've got five different shows now. And I I just hope they're not going to repeat themselves. And that was my main issue with with this finale is I felt like it echoed a lot of the same stuff from Daredevil season two. Um, The difference being that obviously Elektra's death was by accident by Nobu instead of on purpose. Um, But apart from that, I... I liked it to an extent. I I like the stuff that it's setting up between Trish and Jessica and with Malcolm, but I'm probably going to give it like a 7 out of 10. Um, 7 out of 10 re- hopeful returns of Price Chang for Tammy. You know what? I think <laughs> I might have ra- rated it a bit higher because I completely binge-watched it and it's still kind of fresh in my mind. So, That's cool. Yeah. I think it, 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 it. I think the finale works a lot better if you have binge watched it because mm-hmm. everything, you, you, you're going on the roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, to me, 
it, it still was a very solid episode, even though I thought there were pieces of it that were a little slow. To me, it was still really good, oh, yeah. and I still enjoyed it. So yeah. that's why I rated it an 8, because to me, an 8 is a solid episode. So that, that's always where, when I say something's a solid episode, I pretty much always give it an 8. That's kind of like <laughs> me and a 7. Like, a 7 is above, you know, you know I'm definitely going to watch it again. I don't think it's the strongest episode, but I, I don't think it's the weakest. You know, I think it was, it was good. I um, I think there's far more emotional weight to this than there was with the yeah. death of Electra. Um, but maybe that's yeah. because I, I the way they did Electra's death and dead ever was uh, was quite un- like the emotional. Um, I don't know. The, yeah, it was undercut, and the the emotional weight behind it, I I don't think was there in the from the comics, um, and the actresses both played this so well that I think it, it carried a lot more emotional weight. Yeah. It made me want to be like, oh, I want to bring my mum and tell her I love her. You know, like it was it was it was sad. Um, but yeah, I, guess, like, I, mm-hmm. I see what you're saying, like with that and Daredevil, like having similarities as far as what the storytelling was, but I think it. I guess I didn't see them mm-hmm. that same way because they came from two different places. Like, yeah. from, for uh, Daredevil, it's like season one was all about Fisk and him wanting to realize, like, you know, save his city and kind of deal with the fact that he's Daredevil and really becoming that character. And then, so season two, we finally start learning some of his backstory and the people that were part of his backstory. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Jessica Jones her whole series and it looks like season three is going to continue this way is about her history. Yeah. It's all about, she's already, when we meet her, she's already Jessica Jones. She's already, um, an investigator or a private eye. Um, she's already doing a lot of stuff where we're not seeing her become Jessica Jones. She just is who Mm -hmm. she is. And then we find out through flashbacks. Exactly. So we're starting her show season one almost like daredevil season two mm-hmm. so it's always gonna be to me about her history season one being you know about Kilgrave and why she's got so much guilt but then season two relies on that guilt as well with her family and learning more about her um, family history and season three won't be any different because if it is really setting up for even if it's part of it is just setting up for her and hellcat to be at odds then again, that's a mm-hmm. sister bond that's going to be part of her past that's coming back to yeah, haunt again. And yeah. we're more than likely going to see an exploration of what happened when she was adopted and the yeah. two of the growing her sisters far more. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I mean, I do, I once you said it, I what the similarities were, but I, I guess watching it, I don't see that at all. Like, I see them mm-hmm. very, very and it's i think as well part of it i don't think it's necessarily um a bad thing it just makes me you know it's not like i'm like oh this was a piece of crap because this it just makes me wary and makes me think i i hope we don't get a lot of that and i think a big part of my frustration with it which i'm i i know you'll understand tammy is at the same time of watching jessica jones season two um, I was covering X, the latest X-Files season with you as well, which, it, it, I mean, basically is just regurgitating a lot of the same stuff that the show has done yeah. multiple times and is very frustrating watching. And it made me pick up on it a lot more in Jessica Jones, I think, where I was just like, there were certain beats. Um, 
and I've spoken about it actually before we were recording with you guys where I I tend to uh, I and I don't know what it is I when I watch stuff I often I love film and TV and often there is that part of my brain that's analyzing it so I tend to pick up on things like story beats and things like that um and maybe it was just that and I think it was part of that I think it was partly frustration at shows repeating stuff that's been seen before because of watching the x-files and it was just kind of like a little alarm bell in my head just kind of faintly ringing going oh I hope they don't do this I don't think they will with Luke Cage because they sort of did it more in season one where the villain was sort of tied in with with his past you know with um uh with Diamondback um uh, I don't know I mean you don't think they're trying to do some of this deliberately to kind of show the similarities in what each of the defenders are going through of they're far more similar than they even realise? I think I can understand, like, they might do that, but I think that would be something more to show in the Defenders series of there being a common threat and how these four different personalities deal with that rather than watching four C series with the same kind of storyline and seeing how four personalities deal with it, you know? I want there to be different things that... I think I feel like the threats should be different for each of these characters because they are very different characters. Different things are going to press buttons for them, you know? And obviously, because um, I don't have any of the Infinity Stones, I can't go back in time, but... (laughs) But, I wonder if I do have the time stone now. By the way, yeah. I did. Oh, I did get it after seeing Infinity War. Okay. So yeah, we um, can go back in time. Uh, okay. <laughs> good. Um, I just wonder if you still would have noticed the similarities, but I'm wondering if you would have felt different if the Jessica Jones season two was before Daredevil, because yeah, probably. I really think it would have felt more continuous Mm -hmm. to see her dealing with her past in season one and then season two and not seeing that from daredevil and then seeing it in daredevil as him dealing with his past i don't think it it would have almost flowed together better Mm -hmm. if it was jessica jones together versus having it split yeah absolutely for this as a series for jessica jones as a series which you could watch without watching any of the rest of these shows it flows very well um that's the thing and then obviously we're watching all of them and by no means has it like ruined the show for me i mean as far as i know the series has had quite a mixed response um i think maybe people wanted more kicking and punching but i really like the fact that um, like the oh yeah, that Jessica Jones is a very emotional show. It's why I think it's it, it the best show out of the four. Absolutely, and I I like that it it really delves into this character. We really get under the skin of this character a lot more than I think we do in some of the other series um, and some of the other yeah. characters. Um, and it hasn't it hasn't ruined it for me. But yeah, it was just a point that I. I wanted to bring up with you guys at the end, but obviously not wanting to ruin anything for you guys. It hasn't ruined the series for me at all. It's just made me uh, sort of feel like I'm going to be on the alert for that in any future seasons. Well, and Um, now we're all going to be, Claire. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, now I'm going to use the time stone to rewind this. (laughs) You're, like, super analytical about it. I'm analytical about so many things in my life, except for TV movies. Like, that's the one time I can, like escape my brain it can so. often uh, make me enjoy things more because i really appreciate things yeah, the the ingenuity of things i saw a film the other day and i i picked up on a lot of things and i 
and it it really made me enjoy it more because I was just like, oh, that's so clever. Um, yeah, but sometimes it can make me just recognize beats and stuff, and I'm like, oh, damn it. Like watching horror movies, I love horror movies, but often I I uh, I get frustrated with them because it's a lot of the same beats over and over and over again. You know, there has to be a special kind of horror movie for that's genuinely going to freak me out, which is why I'm looking forward to Hereditary because that's got a scary looking little girl in it that freaks me out already. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me and Ta- me and Tammy will go and see it together. Yeah. Mm, nope. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. So anyway, this episode got an average of seven point seven five. So yeah, it's pretty pretty much like what we all sort of yeah. you know thought, which is cool. Which is the point of averages. So there we go. Uh, so anyway, we have quite a bit of feedback. I have an email from Sedna that I've put in Skype for you, Will, that starts Oh Malcolm. I'm sure Sedna wants you to say in your most sultry tones. Oh, oh, Malcolm. Oh, Malcolm. You scrub up beautifully, but damn, we'll miss your Q-tip hair. A fortuitous car accident means Alyssa gets to act the hero and realize the with great power, etc. adage that really doesn't make sense to exist in this universe. So now the plan is to go be superheroes in Canada? <laughs> Maybe that's how they incorporate the X-Men to it. They're running to... Um, Alpha Flight. They're going to... <laughs> yeah, go and join Alpha Flight. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry is the smuggest, totally doing her yoga teacher and delivering sweet revenge again. Hire Malcolm, please, you awesome, ruthless bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. No, don't bring asshole Price on board, too. Tammy, did you write this? <laughs> <laughs> she gets me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Trish, left with only seven lies, is in danger of succumbing to the control of psycho stage mom again. How is she well enough to already go do the final fairground murder showdown? For fuck's sake, not another one. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking Punisher the whole time. Yeah. Would it yeah. Oh, dear. No one's going to ever go to fairgrounds again. Like, Coney Island is oh, going to be empty. <laughs> you know, um, in, um, what's it, Luke Cage season two is going to end on the Dodgems. Oh, yeah. Well, the Dodgems or the Teacups. One of the two. No, yeah. the Teacups are for um, Iron Fist season two. <laughs> but poor puppy will get uh, sick on the Teacups. <laughs> He's only a tiny puppy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Will. And, and how the actual fuck did she get there in time? What the fuck? <laughs> Has she got Hellcat powers after all? Probably given the iPhone foot catch bit. And there's no way, and there's no getting away from the fact that Jess will never forgive her. I can't bear another superhero BFF breakup. Is this how all these season twos have to be? Well, that's another thing, yeah, with, like, yeah. I guess Foggy and Matt, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. As I said, you know, your, your, your BFF has to go to a uh, law firm, at least one of them, anyway. But it's also, you know, like, uh, story structure, isn't it? You know, mm. things have to be bad at the end of part two. It's like trilogies of films. Things have to be bad at the end of part two, and then they can get better at the in part three i guess fingers crossed yeah 
I mean, you have the opposite with Luke Cage and Iron Fist, though. They're going to have for their season two. Yay! So they don't have to break up. They're going to become friends. Yeah, and Danny's going to have more little hearts in his eyes. Yep. Mm. <laughs> oh, I'll see you for Luke Cage season two. Hopefully, what they're lighting up to shatter Luke's closest relationships, I wonder, or what are they lighting up to shatter Luke's closest relationships, I wonder. Will Misty's bionic arm malfunction and kill Claire by mistake? <gasps> yes! Oh, please! <laughs> please! That would be amazing! <gasps> oh. <laughs> Will Luke rag on Danny's origin story so much he fucks off forever? <laughs> that I could live with, by the way. Love always. <laughs> Thanks, Sedna. Thanks, Sedna. Sedna, you should go and write for the shows. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I need Claire Temple to change or be not in the shows because just not be with Luke anymore, please. Um, I sent a voicemail to you as well, Will. I don't know if you're all right playing that in a, in a bit. Uh, yeah, OK. We've got some other emails first. Uh, Tammy, do you want to read one? Sure. Uh, I've got one from Andy, who was our guest last week. Um, oh, hang on. Let me copy it. It starts off with, hello, you smooth talkers. Did that work? Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they all on on the sidebar of Skype. They all look so. Low. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> like five words at a time per line. Okay. Hello, you smooth talkers. Ooh. I hope, is, <laughs> I hope your podcast has been like the best cake. <laughs> What's the best cake, guys? Discuss know. quick. I can say uh, carrot and orange cake. Mm, yum, yum, yum. Yeah, carrot cake. I think I'm more of a piper. Mm. Although uh, sometimes coffee cake's really nice. Oh, red velvet's really good. Ooh, red oh, red velvet. Mmm. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, this finale was low-key and kaboom. I like this one a lot. <laughs> Trish really made Jessica her, her patsy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> pun intended. Oh. Nice. That was good. <laughs> The reveal of Alyssa's killer was a total twister to go out on. Oh, Walker no. was on a whirling waltz, whirling waltzer series two. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, uh, these <laughs> Wait for the next sentence, Tommy. <laughs> okay. Those bullets, it's a pity Alyssa couldn't dodge them. Oh, oh boy. Oh. <laughs> Fairground hair to Duquesne, the site I go to for all my fairground-based puns. <laughs> oh, there's no fairground about it. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Uh, list the paratrooper as the ride Alyssa was shot on, which is an interesting callback to this. However, I wonder if the writers meant for them to take place on the octopus. Ooh, yeah. Uh, the octopus had carriages held by arms, um, much nearer the ground in a rise and fall seesaw motion. Or did they actually mean the paratrooper? Uh, Alyssa's death caught me off guard like a paratrooper. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I think you really need to call in a different host for this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read it before I gave it to you, Tammy. Sorry. <laughs> uh, then Occupy can catch people off guard, too. They turn up in the oddest places, shop. Television novels by Dan Brown. <laughs> uh, with That's Malcolm how Da Vinci Code ended, right? Where where you find out that, that like Jesus was actually an octopus. 
Not shocking. <laughs> uh, with, <laughs> with Malcolm firmly in Jessica's outtray, could take her to the iso- to an isolated place. I'm not sure I want to see that. I prefer comedic lighter shows. I want a mandatory appearance by Squirrel Girl. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Oh. I get up much you all know how much fun Squirrel Girl is, right? You all know how much fun Squirrel Girl is, right? You all know how much fun Squirrel Girl is, right? That must be a Squirrel Girl. Uh, <laughs> I, hope, I hope we see more of Detective Costin next year. He is the new Coulson. Me too. My, my favorite sounds this episode were woohoo and ha 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 ha. <laughs> is that the ringtone? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Uh, thanks for letting me uh, head words into your face ears again. <laughs> uh, don't Ming the Merciless trouble ya. He's permanently in his throne room. Andy. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> that was awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> it was well, pun I... punishing, fantastic <laughs> pun back <laughs> pun mail. Uh, I have an email from Laurie. Uh, I'll read this one. Hi again, Claire, Tammy, Will, and guest defenders. Hoping, hello. hello. <laughs> Hoping this is in time for the recording. Try to be shorter. Some reactions to the finale. Even though Trish's mum, mu- even though Trish's mother is constantly obnoxious, she does have a couple of valid points with Trish in the hospital to stay and recover, recover rather than trying to run after Jessica. Though of course Trish did not listen. The Winnie the Pooh balloons were a really nice. Proper touch in the hospital room. I didn't notice those. That's kind of cool. Uh, Goes back to how her mother still wants to take care of her as a child. I do like that Malcolm is constantly refixing Jessica's office. It is a little like Buffy's windows, always getting fixed by Xander. Wondering if Malcolm is going to become sick or suffer repercussions from the one hit of the drug he took. I feel the show is pretty good on not dropping details, so that might come up next season. Maybe um, the the bit of the drugs he took, like it gives people all different like superpowers. Like it gave you know Trish like cat powers. Maybe it gave Malcolm the powers to dress impeccably in suits. Well, they did drop that whole thing of yeah, this could mess up your kidneys and stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. A, mm, we'll have to wait and they see. They don't drop. They don't drop points like that unless they usually chase them later. Hmm. And so that's really going to piss uh, Malcolm off. You know, Trish has gone off and gotten superpowers after taking this thing, and he's stuck with, you know, a disease. No kidneys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Laurie continues, Really love how nicely he cleans up in the suit and completed Jerry's case. At that point, I was assuming I was wrong about my prediction that Malcolm would end up going to work for Price, but I ended up getting that one right. I also do not really like Price. However, would love to see Jerry Malcolm cross over into another show. Yeah, that'd be cool. I felt so bad for Jessica with her mother, as she was in an impossible situation. I'm not sure that Trish did the right thing, but it did have a certain type of logic. It took Jessica thinking her mother had died in the explosion to realise she did not want to lose her. So hard to say what Jessica would have done. It did seem in character for her mother to finally say that she did not want to be the cause of harm to Jessica. I did think for a moment that Alyssa's body might have disappeared from the Ferris wheel, but was glad to see it was resolved. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Overall, a great end to the season. I think I got two predictions out of three. Malcolm does go to work for Price, and Trish is turning into Hellcat with those cat-like reflexes. Oscar and Vito did not die. However, are staying in the building. 
I am sure some do not like them, but I did and was glad I was not right about that one. Jessica deserved at least one nice dinner. And her favourite quotes, uh, the nurse, you've just used up uh, two of your nine lives. Maybe just an Easter egg, but I think foreshadowing for Hellcat, especially given the ending. And then Jerry saying, you should be afraid of the woman who has absolutely nothing left to lose. And then Jessica and Alyssa saying, do you want a unitard and a cape too? Alyssa says, I would totally rock it. Rating 10 out of 10, great iPhone catches. Thanks, guys. Cannot wait till season three. Thanks, Laurie. That was awesome. Thanks. And we have one voicemail from uh, Dr. Moira Brown, I believe. Are you all right playing that word? Dr. Brown. Already. Season finale. This is Moira. I did actually finally catch up again, and I am able to send you feedback. Mind you, it's on the day of recording because, hey, what's new? Sorry that I missed, uh, you know, being able to send feedback and hear Robin give his responses to it <laughs> last week. I miss you, Robin. I'm just saying. Um, but anyway, all right, so I watched this like a week ago, so bear with me, but I will give you my gestalt impression of what happened. Um, I think this whole season has been focusing on Jessica's growth as a person. It was wonderful to see her backstory, understand what happened, get to meet her mom as messed up as as she was and as sometimes very unlikable as she was. And watching Jessica work through um, the realization that there was no way that they could be a little, you know, thumb in the wheeze. Um, Seeing her work through that and and coming to that heartbreaking conclusion was really very moving. And I have to give... Um, Alicia, Alyssa, God, how can I forget her name? Anyway, the mom, I have to give the mom credit because she came to the same realization and I didn't know that she ever would. I thought her brain was a little bit twisted enough that she perhaps would never see that. But um, I think what this has done is it's allowed Jessica to put behind her those demons because in the last scene when she's with um, Oscar and Vito, it's lovely, and she is. She's smiling, and she's she's that other Jessica that we saw in her flashbacks. And I'm happy about that because, frankly, gloom and doom Jessica all the time, all the time, all the time, drinking herself into oblivion can get to be a bit of a one-note after a while. And so I think this is going to open up her season three into being a much more interesting and nuanced, and it just it will just allow us to have you know um, more sides of Jessica, essentially. So while at first in this season I wasn't sure I was keen about them going down this road I think the payoff in the end is is pretty much worth it and so I am satisfied with it however I am not happy about Trish deciding that she would be judge jury and executioner and shooting her mother in the head unfreaking believable okay we see this little hint of these super duper reflexes when she catches her iPhone and it doesn't fall down to the you know, the elevator shaft. Fine, fine, fine. So this is some of the Hellcat stuff coming, I guess. And I guess that, that would explain why she could have made that shot, which would have been a pretty tricky shot. But you know what? I don't give a shit because, Trish, you had no right to do that. And you're pretending that you're protecting Jessica and the world, but really, I think you just wanted to be the freaking hero. And so, you know what? I totally understand why Jessica was pissed with you. Totally. Um, so, yes, maybe this is setting them up to be adversaries. But I think... Trish is a little twisted and in how she's thinking, I mean, and uh, and I'm not completely satisfied with that. It left me a bit irked and annoyed. Um, and Malcolm, Malcolm ending up working for what's-his-name. Oh, frick, I didn't want to ever see that guy again. Seriously. I, ugh. So, you know what, writers? Price is such a douche. Can you just, why, what? Please tell me that Malcolm will somehow end up 
um, because Jessica, you know, will have become a more whole person, but somehow they're going to mend their fences, because I really like them as a team, okay? All right, that's just my two cents. All right, this is long enough. Anyway, that's my thought. This has been an awesome, fun, fun, fun season. Thanks again for letting me come on for an, an episode. I always love to, uh, to share in the fun, and uh, I will look forward to listening to and looking at the next in the Defenders series. So, all right, till next time. Take care. Bye. Thanks, Moira. I think when Oscar dies, we'll get you know, the Jessica we're used to back. <laughs> when he dies. Yes. <laughs> he might not. This might be it, Will, forever. Happy happy Jessica. <laughs> Without Luke, I, I'd be very sad. <laughs> I can live with happy Jessica as long as it's with Luke. Exactly. That's when she'll truly be happy. And baby Danielle. Oh, Yeah, it'd be very cute. Uh, right. Thank you for all your feedback, everyone, for this whole whole season. And thank you to all our guests, um, particularly to Ian for today. Thanks, Ian. It's been great coming on again. I really need to sign up for um, what's the Luke Hay season two when you put the signs up, sign up sheets up. Which will probably be quite soon because we we haven't got that long until it's out. So yeah, I will probably um, put sign up sheets up for that soon. Um, uh, like in the next couple of weeks, maybe probably give it about a week's time after this episode's come out. Um, but yeah, we will um, obviously not be back next week because there's no more to discuss unless you guys want to do a mini episode and discuss Infinity War because it was very exciting. But we can talk about that anyway. Um, Ian, thank you for being our guest. Where can people find you on the interwebs? Yeah, thank you for having me on. Well, the archives of um, Down Below Babylon 5 podcasts are still out there and Will knows that. Yeah. <laughs> I think people still should listen to it. It's uh, surprising how many people are still downloading that show, even though it's been gone for over a year now. <laughs> so, whatever. Yeah. Whatever and, I don't know. and I'm still doing um, Web of Queer, Doctor Who from a Queer Perspective. Um... A couple of weeks ago, still the latest episode, I think, but there might be one more out by the time this episode comes out, did a discussion on disability in Doctor Who and in TV in general. Nice. Because, you know, we don't just have to do discussions on queer subjects when, you know, disability needs discussing as well. Yeah. You can be queer and disabled. Oh, I am. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> that sounds really cool. Um, yeah. Will, have you got anything to promote, a.k.a. Spartacast back? <laughs> Spartacast will be back hopefully soon. But since they, the finale date has yes. been announced, which is Ooh. June 8th. Oh, I'm so, so excited. Sometime after that, we'll be recording a final episode for now. Oh, I'm oh. so excited. Yeah. Love Sensei. Um, awesome. Tammy, got anything to promote? Um, sure. Been watching any musical episodes of shows lately? <laughs> Actually, no. What we, th- we thought we were going to watch a musical episode of Quantum Leap, but yeah, we did. it turns out it's not. But every turn, they about started to sing, so <laughs> I, I don't know if we can count that or not. Um, but we did watch an episode of Quantum Leap today that had amazing, great fashions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just not what happens every week. Oh, Sam's and, outfit at the beginning was really... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Clinton is the hero of that episode. <laughs> yeah, Clinton was awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you catch that on Calavici Fashion Cast, all the fashions of Quantum. Awesome. 
Um, Ian, you're, uh, our guest this week, so you get to take us out with an Excelsior. Excelsior! Woo! Bye, everyone. Bye. Enjoy, enjoy Avengers. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported international license. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!